Right. How are you? I'm okay. You're okay. Yeah. It's been a while. I look. I just looked at the uh, at our Podbean site, and it has been literally two months since we've had a podcast. We, uh, you know, tried to play the Zoom game, and it just wasn't. Um, it wasn't happening. It wasn't fun. I gotta be honest. Now, if we just had to do that from now on, I honestly wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't do anymore. it. I wouldn't do it. It was. It, it stripped. It stripped the, the fucking COVID. Stripped every all all the life from us. <laughs> but no, this is crazy. It's been um, it's been two months since we sat down literally across the table from one another and had an episode of the bonfire sessions. And uh, it's one of those things, man. I feel like this put such a wrinkle in our in our you know our step um, that the conversations like I listened back and it was like. It just wasn't the same. Didn't have the same energy. Didn't have the same flow. Staring at each other on a screen. Really fucked us up. Fucked our game up, man. Well, I guess big part of that. Yeah, just being physically next next to one another, you know, is obviously a big part of conversation. It is. It is. So it's been weird. But we're back and hopefully we don't get COVID. We are six feet apart. Only just. <laughs> it's better I mean, than, better than honestly, nothing. we have no better reason to meet now than we did, you know, two months ago. But, I mean, COVID hasn't gone away. It hasn't. No, it hasn't gone away. I don't know. The way I look at it is that, you know, I still have to go to the store. I still have to see client, a client, and I still have to be around people. I don't know. So... I think I'm much more likely to get sick from all that shit than from talking to you, but right, unless you're sick. But maybe, uh, you know, talk a little softer, not uh... get right up on the mic like this, ladies and gentlemen. How are y'all doing today? But today's been a crazy day. Today recording, what is today? It's the ninth. It's been a monumental day. Today, uh... June 9th, Jamal's last episode of the Heretic Happy Hour came out. He made it uh, 78 or 9 episodes and then before he be, before he bailed on us. And then uh, Keith got Twitter famous in one day based on one fairly benign tweet. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was nuts. Judd Apatow retweeted Keith Giles today and um, George Takai Takai fucking star trek that guy yeah who do you think uh <laughs> show was nuts who do you think was responsible for spreading it like who saw it first and i don't know i don't i know how tw- I'm tw- twitter from what i've learned from keith and i just started doing this because i just started fucking with twitter it's like a, um it's a video game it's a game it's a board game there's a formula you play it right you'll win so i know you're you're all always shooting for retweets and then it gets retweeted and retweeted until someone popular or famous picks it up. That's how you do it. So it's almost like um, the the Kevin Bacon game, six degrees of separation or whatever. Yeah, you're only like a couple steps away from someone famous with a blue check mark. So if if the right people retweet <laughs> it and it lines up, you're fucking. I like you're, that. You're going viral. <laughs> I like that too. It's formulaic. So um, <clears throat> if, if you if you have the time and you have the patience and you do it right, but think the see the thing is with. 
well, with Keith's tweet, he he tweeted something because fucking Donald Trump tweeted something about that Martin, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name because I forget it. Um, Giuliani, Giuliani, Juliana. It's kind of some either Portuguese or Italian sounding name, which I should be able to pronounce, but I just can't remember it. But it's the dude in Buffalo who got shoved over by the police, cracked his head open. I guess Keith knew that dude. He went to the same house, house church in SoCal a couple times. Like they've talked they're They've hung out their friends, whatever. And Trump posted this stupid shit about like possibly how this guy is an Antifa provocateur. And he's like part of the deep state or whatever. This is all set up and blah, blah, blah. Conspiracy theorists ran with it. And Keith, all Keith said was something about like, he's not that he's just, he's my friend. He's a 75 year old guy who has cancer or something. No hashtags, no nothing, and fucking just mm-hmm. someone ran with it. It just hit the right, right timing, right whatever. So that's how Twitter works, and um, <clears throat> yeah, it was crazy. And then so Keith was on Anderson Cooper and was interviewed by BuzzFeed, <laughs> and I, <laughs> it's fucking nuts. It's cool, man. Good job, bravo. That all happened in the space of a day. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is like eight hours, dude. Eight fucking hours. Ten so, hours, maybe. I don't know. It just started. I was talking to him today. He just kept sending me like, "This is how many people eight like eight million people uh, at the time of like talking to him last had seen the tweet, like three hundred thousand retweets or some shit, three hundred thousand likes, hundred some. I mean, it just went fucking viral. It went huge in a couple hours. Like and fucking a. So like at at eight a.m. this morning or something, he had no idea he was gonna be on Anderson Cooper. No, I no, 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 no. No, it just went like, yeah, from zero to sixty in the second. I, I messaged him this morning. I was like, Hey, uh like ten thousand people retweeted you today. Did you see that? And he was like, No, it's like a hundred thousand now. And I went back to it. I was like, Holy fuck <laughs> I was like, God damn Keith I mean I just saw it. I was just on Twitter. I I don't even fuck with Twitter that much, but I'm doing the Heretic Happy Hour one now, so I go on there from now now and again. And I saw it, and I was like, "Oh my God, Keith! Well, bravo, sir! I mean, he's got it's it's luck and playing the game. I don't know what it is. It's just one of those things that happen. And then I I haven't as of yet seen the interview on Anderson Cooper, but I told Keith I was like, "You better fucking wear a Heretic Happy Hour shirt. <laughs> if you wear anything other than that, you're dead to me." <laughs> uh, but I'm sure he smashed it, man. I'm sure he did. I mean, yeah. I enjoy him on the Heretic Capiar. That's what he does. That's, yeah. He, yeah, he knows how to talk. He's got the gift of gab. But, yeah, it was just, it was funny. So it's been a big day. Jamal quit and Keith got famous. And I didn't do shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you did something. Positive. I did something. It was just a normal day for me, though. It was just uh, eventful. It was eventful. <laughs> But it's not a normal day because we're doing episode 50 here and I'm excited about that. So cheers. Here's to um, becoming famous on Twitter and to COVID. But a bunch of shit has happened, man, in the last... Since we sat down and actually talked in two months, it feels like a year or two's... No, longer. Like a decade's worth of shit happened in a couple months. Yeah, right? Any one of those events would have been enough to like define a generation or something any of the shit that went down in the last two months yeah like yeah the murder of george floyd uh 
COVID-19, um, yeah, protesters. It's been nuts, man. There's been every day there's something that's like, every day there's something that would be newsworthy in a year. Like if you had a top 10 things that happen in a year, we're having those like weekly. Like this is something like the largest scale protest ever. I mean, it's worldwide. Mm-hmm. It's worldwide. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't diminish anything that happened in the 60s and, and, and after. It doesn't diminish that. I'm just saying, like... No, oh, I think we're just farther along in the story. Yeah. The can has been kicked down the road yeah. for longer, the racist can. And now it's like, eventually you can't kick it down the road anymore. And shit gets real. And it's like... This is like, yeah, this is a generation-defining moment in the history well, it feels like we're on a precipice of some... I mean, if this doesn't change anything in any real way, I mean, I feel like it just has to. I mean, it it feels like this isn't just going to go away. Uh, no. I mean, because this time, I mean, a lot of the white population is starting to pay attention to systemic racism yeah um, oh you have yeah you have to you have to i mean <clears throat> it seemed like we've had a lot of have to's but this one seems different i um i was doing a bunch of like just little youtube videos with black friends that i have and i've been asking them what they think is different and it's it's hard to it's hard to pin it down to one thing but this does seem different everyone agrees like well this, it- this time seems like there's there's something different in the air and there's gonna be some actual shit that goes down and changes hopefully I think the imagery was just so striking. Um, I mean, yeah, for one thing, it got it got videotaped. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's what Will Smith said. He said racism is not getting worse; it's getting right. filmed or taped. Or he totally dated himself. He's a filmed or something because <laughs> we're all old. <laughs> but you know, yeah, or he's it's getting videoed or whatever he said. But it's true. Which which is shocking that there's still people who are a little bit arrogant about it, eh? Like, I mean, that cop was like, you're getting filmed and you know it. You're getting videotaped. Everyone's got a fucking smartphone. And you're still that racist and fucking, like, you don't give a shit. It's pretty stupid. You don't give a fuck at all. And you think you can get away with it. That's the arrogance, man. Well, right. And that shows the kind of the depth of the problem. If if they're so comfortable that they're going to, you know, get away with it. Totally. Even as a civilian, you can't walk down the street and not think every, everything's on camera right now. I'm not doing anything, but everything's being videotaped. Everything. The minute mm-hmm. something is loud or going on, five people are got a camera on you. So for you to still choke, like you, you don't, you know, or at least you think everyone's got your back. Everyone well, that matters. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Everyone making the decision. Like, the smirk on that motherfucker's face was like, God damn, like, this is some arrogant, ballsy shit. And you think you're untouchable. Eh. But that only that only goes so far. I mean, it's gone. <laughs> what, what do we have, the civil rights movement in the 60s? We're 70 years from that, right? Is my math right? 60 years from that? But, uh, 60. Yeah. Yeah, 60. Yeah. I'm not saying they didn't make headway. I'm just saying, like... We've come to a place where shit is still going down, and so it's still going to come to a head. It might take a while, but it might be that time right now. I mean, I, I think every little event that happened is 
you know, contributes to it. I mean, uh, I don't, we wouldn't be where we were at today, you know, a couple of weeks ago, if it weren't for, you know, the civil rights in the sixties. I mean, Definitely. I, I got to assume, I mean, I'm just, like yeah. everything, everyone else, you're standing on the shoulders of giants. I mean, Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. That's why you had the proverbial phrase, the can- the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, and that's probably the best way of describing what happened. Seems, yeah, that seems that seems about it. That's why I, I don't get these people who are like even even some black folks like Candace Owens. It's like oh, they want to talk about George Floyd's background and this and that, and like he had crimes against him. He he did drugs and blah. it's like that has not, that has so little to do with it. You are missing the point. Like this. <laughs> Yes, it's about George Floyd, but it's about every other one that goes back and back and back, and you keep counting up. Like, the, making it about George Floyd is almost a straw man. You don't you don't want to diminish the pain that this individual had, but if you make the whole racist argument about this one incident, you've missed the point because there's so many of them. It just keeps going on, list after list, black person after black person who at a disproportionate rate, gets killed by cops or by people and then they get off or whatever. It's like... I mean, I don't even necessarily believe in capital punishment anymore. Or at least I'm definitely leaning that way. So, yeah, ultimately, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. It's never okay to uh, put your knee on the neck of somebody until they asphyxiate. I mean, it's about, it's ultimately just about, well, not just, but a big part of it is police brutality in general, just misuse of force. Uh, and and that, that move that he used was actually like one of the moves they used in the Minneapolis Police Department. Like, that was a, a, a move that you can use in restraining someone, a knee to the neck, which speaks to the fact that we need way more than just even talking about police officers. We need to talk about the systems in place that allow for this to happen. Like, I, I've restrained a lot of people working in probation and juvenile hall and group homes and people trying to, like, kill other kids. And I've had people try to stab me with curtain rods that have been, like, fucking taken off the wall and shit. And the most anyone ever got was a scratch above their head. It's just because, you know what, like, I know I'm going to know what I'm doing. And I know my training, which is to keep people safe. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know well, if police is officers it, are doing that or they just disregard it or whatever. But I could never imagine putting my knee on, a, on, on someone, even if they're trying to hurt someone. Well, does it take more skill to detain somebody without um hurting him i think it does it takes more skill but see uh yeah and and there is something to the fact that like police officers get what like six months of training or something they go to academy like like i have a bachelor's degree to do the job that i've done most time you get a master's if you're going to be in charge um of doing social work stuff like if you're a you know ms you know what is it lcsw you have to have a master's, but so we had minimum four years. So you do learn stuff, but, um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, it, it is harder to make sure everyone's safe in, in the process of restraining some shit that's out of control. Well, I mean, it's 
probably harder to, you know, restrain your own emotions or yeah yeah to, and i to get not that overdo it i totally know. get that like i've rolled an ankle in a restraint at juvenile hall and it hurts and the kids <clears> flipping <throat> out so you, you you're a human being too so you feel hurt and you feel scared and then you want to like go a little bit harder i get all that to some degree but it would have never been an instance where you like it's like these officers are like seeing red you know what i mean like they yeah. they just like you almost black out. So it's like, and that doesn't excuse them. It just means like, like what the, f- like what's the psychological like- testing about these cops? Like what is allowed to, like they have so many prior, uh, so many of these cops have like abusive force cases that are like 10, 15, 20 in a career. And it's like, damn, like the system's fucking way. I mean, as bad as like the individual police officers that are fucking up. The guy that need on George Floyd's head's a shithead, but it's like you can't then you can't that doesn't excuse the system in place like the Minneapolis PD or the unions that fucking protect these cops. Like all this shit needs to be addressed. All right, it's it's not just one bad apple that came from no a bad corrupt tree or. Whatever the metaphor would be. Whatever the metaphor. Yeah, I've heard that metaphor. No, it's just a couple bad apples. Uh, no, the tree is kind of dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, it's more like I see a couple apples on there that are good. But this shit is, like, dying. It's fucked up. I mean, this tree is not going to make it. It's time to get a new tree and plant it next to it. Because about to burn this one down. Because this shit's not working. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's where people are at though we're like fucking defund the police burn the shit down I'm like oh my god this is some cra- this is crazy times this is crazy times no matter where you stand on any of these issues like it's, it's crazy times man it's scary but i'm excited and kind of hopeful you still have some hope uh, i do uh i mean like this isn't about racism it's but it's just connected to you know life in general but i see especially since how we handled the um the protests specifically when uh he used that ridiculous force to to uh take that stupid picture uh, when he tear gassed uh, you know the protesters the St. John's that that turned a lot of people off it, i mean it, it really seems to be chipping away at his base. I mean, mm. I mean, Biden is ahead in the polls by, what, like 10 points or something like that? Oh, I really? Mean, uh, an additional 10 points. So you have some hope in that? I mean, in that respect, you know, life kind of seems to be going in the right direction. <laughs> like, Ameri- it just feels like Americans are starting to wake up to what's happening to who is really president. It takes some crazy shit, though. (laughs) (laughs) Right, which is... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you you hate to think that somebody had to die because of it, but it's kind of like how Dave Chappelle talked about Emmett Till. Like, it's infuriating to think that that good things happened out of something so heinous. Yeah. But... 
I mean, it's maybe it's not to say that it was required, but it definitely set something off. Like, yeah, it's it's one of those whole notions about like, does some bad shit like that have to happen? No, but we hopefully can do some good out of it. Turn it around Turn, at least. Yeah, make a good out of a fucking shitty situation. Right. Yeah. Like this George Floyd dude like begged for his mom. His mom's not even alive. Like yeah. that's how bad the system of racism is. Like you make people beg for their mom that aren't even alive. That's how fucked up our society is right now. So it's it's horrible that that happened, but like we have to make it good from it. If we miss the opportunity to make change, like real change that doesn't allow this anymore, like if we fuck that up, like that's gonna be even worse. We have a chance to change things, and I hope you're right. I I, I would I would I would say my percentage that Donald Trump is gonna win is less than it used to be, and I'm glad about yeah. that. This this motherfucker does not need to be president. <laughs> I think before COVID, I was like, I, I still think he's going to be elected. Now I don't think he is. I don't think he would win an election right now, which is good. Yeah. I'm not stoked about Joe Biden, to be honest. I, I don't think that's it. I'm not like really pumped about this dude at all. At all. No, I don't think too but many people fucking are. Trump is like, Jesus Christ. You can, this guy cannot be, he cannot be running shit. He can't make, he can't be influencing people. Like this has got to stop. This is ridiculous. Well, I think whoever he chooses for vice president will be huge. Like if if Kamala Harris were on the ticket, I would that would make me pretty excited. I mean, she's not perfect either, but gotta, she she has strengths that Biden doesn't. I'll just put it like that. No. You gotta have a woman, or you gotta have someone like Killer Mike, like the rapper out of Atlanta, <laughs> like an act. He's a black activist. Uh, from Run the Jewels. I love Run the Jewels. You gotta have someone like just fucking. <laughs> this is not the time to fuck around anymore. I wish we had Bernie. I don't even agree with Bernie on shit, but I'm like, he should run shit, I guess. I don't even know if I agree with everything, but I'm just like, Bernie would be great. Elizabeth Warren would have been great. Absolutely great. I don't have to agree with her. But someone like that is like, they have integrity. They're, it's. They have your best interest in mind, even if we disagree on how it happens. Trump, I don't think, gives one single fuck about a giant group of people. I don't think he gives a fuck about the people who give a fuck about him. I honestly don't. I don't think he gives two shits about Christianity, evangelicalism, hmm. his white poor base from Kentucky. If you're going to tear gas fucking people that to, to walk your fucking ass over to St. John's Episcopalian Church... So you can hold up the Bible like you're holding up a fucking ticket order at a taco truck. There you go. <laughs> like, you don't give a fuck about anyone who cares about you. Like, fuck you. It's not about agreement at this point at all. I don't have to agree with Biden. I like, I don't want to vote for Biden, but this guy can, he can, he can't give less of a shit about any of us. He wants, he wants people to, to like him. He needs people to like him. But as far as their welfare goes, no, he doesn't. He doesn't care about people in that way. No, it's pandering. 
All the people who support him are marionettes. <laughs> and he's fucking pulling the strings. And I and I knew that before, but it's just gotten so it's gotten to the point where I'm like, this isn't even real life anymore. This this doesn't even seem like real life. This is a fucking game with a or a movie with a really shitty script that doesn't even make sense. Like this dude seriously suggested that a 75 year old cancer patient who marches for Dorothy Day's organization, the Catholic Women. Or the Catholic worker nonprofit Dorothy Day fucking was an activist for the women's suffrage movement. <laughs> like we're going deep, and you're gonna say he's like some sort of con- like you can just tweet as the president that this dude's like some sort of subterfuge, some provocateur for the deep state. You can just say whatever the fuck you want, and Christians will still support this man. Christians who supposed to be they know better, right? This is what they tell you. But they like Clinton got his cock sucked and they flipped the fuck out. Fine. But this dude is like making fun of cancer. He's, he's suggesting cancer patients who get shoved down by a police state and bleed out of their fucking goddamn ear are like faking it. This is like this is a setup to undermine my presidency. Fuck you. Like you, this is for, this is next level shit, dude. <laughs> It's next. It's crazy shit. And maybe you're right. People aren't buying it anymore. Maybe Trump can't shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and have everyone support him. <laughs> right? Somebody. <laughs> maybe enough will walk away. Maybe there is decency in humanity. Somebody actually wrote an article, you know, with that as the thesis that, yeah, maybe he can't shoot somebody. He's arrogant enough to think he can, but maybe, maybe the American people have a grain of or a slice, a very thin slice of their humanity left. Yeah. And we're like, no, that's fucked up. Some will still double down, but maybe enough walk away and they're like, yeah, that dude, this like frail old man <laughs> got shoved down and he's now got brain disease or brain damage. This is even fucked up for our cold hearts. <laughs> well, but... I've 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 been reading that the one the one great thing about America and Americans is that well we're not we're not necessarily wiser or quicker on, on the uptake than other countries when we finally figure out the situation that we're in we're actually pretty good about changing things yeah and that I mean we change things unfortunately through uh, protesting, and I mean, yeah, sometimes there's riots, and you know, it's not always easy or smooth or um, peaceful. But on the other end, we usually come out better for it. We have a way of <laughs> getting it done at the last minute, the eleventh hour. <laughs> yeah, again, like we should probably be a little. We should be faster learners. I mean, that's not... more proactive? Or just having faith in people, like when somebody says that (laughs) they're hurting, when an entire black community says that they're hurting, yeah, maybe we'll we'll have more faith that people are actually hurting that... Well, just imagine you're black for a second. That's what all you have to do. That's the first step. That's the step in the door. If you're white, white as fuck, white, 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 
Like, just for a second, pretend you're black. And it will change the way you look at things. Guaranteed. Huh. You don't have to put out your charts and your statistics. Like, the statistics... Well, it's we can statistically... All statistics. It still goes in the fact that the black community is statistically fucked up from white supremacy. Well, statistically, one in a thousand black men can expect to be shot by I the saw police. That. I was like, God damn. <laughs> I consider myself woke. <laughs> but <laughs> kidding. But I was like, damn, that even seems high in my estimates. Fuck. It's yeah. Worse it, than I even thought. I didn't know it was that bad. Oh Jesus. I saw that. I was like, oh Christ, that's that's really bad. But man, what was I saying? Oh just it takes a level of empathy. Yeah, oh statistics. <laughs> It just seems like people always want to say, oh, white people are killed by cops. It's like, stop just for a second. Let's talk, let's talk about numbers later. Just listen to the multitudes of black people who are telling you what it's like to be black in America. Just listen for a second. Just put that aside. I understand we can talk about statistics, which are not in your favor. If you're white and you're saying that there's no racism, like it's not, in your, it's way. not even in your favor, but just listen. And if you listen, God, have an ounce of empathy, man. I don't get it. I, I mean, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. I don't get why people don't, but maybe more people, this is the moment. This is the moment where people do more people are than ever before. More people are speaking out black, white, brown. So we'll see. I try to remain the optimist. I'm ultimately optimistic, but I don't know if I if I ultimately am. No. Sometimes I'm pretty pessimistic, but yeah. Right now, I'm in the mood of optimism. Are you? Oh, good. We'll drink up. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've talked to people that are super pessimistic. I've talked to people who are super optimistic, but it's all across the board right now. But we'll see. I try to remain op- optimistic. I don't know. Again, that might change tomorrow. I don't know. It's a beautiful day. Kind of makes it easier to be optimistic. It is a beautiful day here in Northern California. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. My friend got famous today. So, <laughs> tip of the hat, Keith. <laughs> Happy for him. <laughs> that asshole. That fucking asshole. <laughs> It's hard to say what the next couple months are going to be like, man. I wouldn't even be surprised at this point if, like, we didn't even have an election. That just seems like it'd be mm. coming down the pike. Or an asteroid. Aliens. Aliens happened. Did you see that? Navy I was heard like, you post yeah, about I it. I didn't, I didn't read about it, though. No, like, <laughs> the declassified documents about those unidentified flying objects that the Navy found. They're like, yeah, we don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> like oh shit and none of us cared none of us cared we could have found out aliens are real none of us gave a shit that's hilarious to me I mean arguably what's going on elsewhere is a little bit more no it totally is but <laughs> but it just makes sense to the script yeah. how ridiculous 2020 is you're like oh and let me guess yeah. y'all found out aliens were real and you didn't care yeah that seems about right seems about right that now we're gonna find out fucking I don't know what's going to happen in August. An asteroid, Yellowstone's going to explode. Fuck if I know. But shit's going to get crazy. 
I'm not gonna be surprised anymore. <laughs> yeah, like I don't get the I don't get the vibe that it's you know we've reached the climax. We're anything. still building up to the the climax. There's still oh, fuck. more more big stuff is gonna happen before the election. I'm pretty oh, for sure. Every fucking goddamn week. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. There's got to be hope on the other end. I don't know. Shit's got to come down for a little bit, right? It's just for like a couple of years. A couple of years? Can we just have some... I don't know, it seems like the last year's been crazier and crazier. Well, things have been crazy for practically four years. I mean, I think... At least. I mean, a breather would be nice. Uh, like six breather. months. I don't, I don't know. I think I think I'll feel better. Like whoever gets, if Trump loses, let's say Trump loses, whoever gets dealt that hand, even if it was, even if it was someone I like, they're, that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. Shit is like so fucked up right now. Like it's not gonna look pretty. Whatever we're doing economically. So right, regardless of the election, it's it's, it's gonna be a tough road. Whoever, but if. But you got you got to make steps though. You can't have Trump fucking double down on the fact that we're like we've hit a we're we're a, we're a giant ship and we've run aground and Trump's like fucking full steam ahead, man. Like you got to at least like land the ship in such a way where most of us don't die. And Trump's just like pour more coal on it. <laughs> like nothing's wrong here. <laughs> Plow through this city. Okay, we gotta stop that. We gotta stop that from happening. Shit's fucked up enough, but let's not double down on how fucked up it is. <sighs> Biden's kind of creepy, but I, <laughs> I still, I still think Trump's worse. I mean, he doesn't inspire confidence. Nah, but he's not terrifying. Terrifying to watch. Yeah, the, yeah. This is this is this is too much. I tap out. <laughs> I tap out. <laughs> Can we stop the madness, please? So I, I, I actually think Trump has only about a 30% chance to win at this point. Things can change abruptly. Don't get me wrong. That sounds about right. 30%? You can only do so much on Twitter and in your press conferences to inspire less than what Trump has. <laughs> it's almost like he's trying to fuck shit up and, and lose. Like, there's not one guy in who's in his corner who's like Trump. You, you, uh, you, you can't tweet that. You just, you, you can't. This one's too much. You, you, well, I think there are. He just overrides him. Well, they can't they hack into the system and like stop it, like shut his Twitter down for a second. <laughs> uh, like put a password lock on it. <laughs> I mean, he would notice and he'd get super pissed. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is out of control. Like, if you're just anybody, if you weren't the president and you were saying this shit, like, there would definitely be your manager who's like, hey, Mike, no, no, we're not going to do this one. We're going to sit this one out. Like, people are going to hate you for this one. And your numbers, yeah, I know you're playing the, I know you're playing the game that no publicity is, or there's no such thing as bad publicity. I know you playing that for a while, but that that's only true in so far as it goes. You can't tweet some crazy shit about a seventy five year old cancer patient and how he's faking his head injury. You can't say that. People are gonna no. People are gonna start dropping. You can't take a picture at St. John's after you tear gas people. Like you literally can't shoot someone on Fifth Avenue. 
it's only true insofar as it goes. It doesn't. It's not true universally. <laughs> People are gonna start walking away. Please don't tweet that. <laughs> and he's just like, "Fuck it, tweet." Uh, yeah, no, I think that. I think that's what happens. That's some next level confidence, man. Arrogance, narcissism. I mean, I know several, at least several senators. You know, have tried to talk to him, Republican senators, to. Try try to get him to tone down the tweeting. People are people are telling him, but, but he doesn't care. <laughs> I think that's why he hasn't aged a day. I think there's definitely t- something to that. You know, he doesn't he doesn't have any anxiety over no uh, no any of this. <laughs> it's it's kind of sociopathic. I'm not going to diagnose the man. I'm not able to do that. But it's like. You're not stressed out a little bit about this. Everyone else is. You just... No, I think he could, like, take a polygraph test at the beginning of the day, mm-hmm. say something about a certain subject, and then at the end of the day, say something different about the same subject, and he would pass, you know, both times. I think so. Yep. That, that's why it's, uh, yeah, like, it's uh, why he's pathological. Um, yeah, there's some, there's something not right about that. There's something that I can't relate to. I'd get caught if I was trying to pull some shit like this. <laughs> he just he just keeps rolling with it, man. He just double every time. Every time there's like a fork in the road, he just double down. Take the double down approach. Never admit you're wrong. Never like. I bet he'd say that too. Never admit you're wrong. Say everything with confidence. Never, never back down. Well, I think his dad actually taught him that. Yeah, it seems, I c- yeah. I could be wrong about that, but I, I thought that's what I heard. It makes sense. He learned that from somewhere. He, he had to, you have to learn that. I can't do that. Even if you tried, man. There's like a certain, like, that's hammered home. That's a nice, that's, that's like a level of confidence and then you just take it so far that you're just narcissistic and arrogant, there's no humility, you just swing the pendulum so far that way that I bet if you put up a picture of Trump from 2016 to now, I bet I couldn't tell the difference. You put up a picture of Obama four years after presidency, like, that dude looked like he was stressed out every goddamn day, and he did not like the way shit was going. That's That's why I I still say, like, I bet Obama was bothered by the fact that you gotta do some stupid shit that you don't even want to do but you're the president and it's all politics. I don't think Obama was as violent as he liked to be. Like, we drop bombs on all these fucking countries. I think that stressed him the fuck out. Trump? He doesn't give a shit. That would be my layperson psychological analysis. But I bet you can't, I bet you can't tell the difference between Trump in 2016 and now. I'd be There's willing- not even a huge difference, I think, between now and... 2006. Not, probably not too much. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. That's a long time. I mean... 14 years? He's gotten a little fatter, I think. He, he ate a couple but, hamburgers. But his face, you know, looks... Kind of the same? Like, same amount of... Well, I guess it might just be the bronzer, but... That's a lot of bronzing going on. It's weird. <laughs> Strange. Strange fucking times. What else is going on in the world? We miss anything else? Other than aliens. Uh, Other than aliens, 
There's been no sports, no sporting events. There's been, uh, California is supposed to open up soon for, like, third wave, wave three. Oh, phase three? Phase three. I don't know what that's going to be like. It's going to be odd. People still are getting COVID, yeah. even though we're not talking about it. Cases are still going up. They're going up. They're, like, plat. The, the amount that they're going up has gone down, but I think we'll still see after the protests or after it's a couple weeks later from yeah. the protests. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Um, there's been, there's been so much, this has been a weird time. So much information and misinformation that I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I'm trying to be more cautious than the average person probably, but <laughs> I, I still, it's, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if, after the fact, we learned that these were the end times. If that's, if that happened to be something that actually happens, I could see now. I could see how this this could be, could fit the narrative of an end times. Yeah, I've seen those memes about like <laughs> how it's all true. Like you used to not believe in this, or you <laughs> believed in this, and then you stepped away, and now it's, now it's like, oh, oh. shit, right, <laughs> bro, <laughs> these motherfuckers are right. <laughs> this shit's gone off the rails crazily. <clears throat> Don't I feel stupid? Oh, I feel stupid. But the irony is that it's like the guys, you know, there's going to be this antichrist who comes back, or who comes in the name of Jesus. And the church will fall for it. And he'll be the... it's like, oh my god. Sounding kind of familiar. This is literally the news. You <laughs> 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 just watched this on CNN. Christ almighty. Ay, ay, ay. You're like, maybe. It's kind of making sense now at this point. Shit's gotten nuts. Nothing else. It's got me reconsidering some things. Yeah. It's almost as if the belief in it brings it about. <laughs> wow my mind is like pothead talk my mind is blown <laughs> we believe in the end times and then we're the ones who fuck it all up because because we believe in the end times maybe part of it I mean it's like what if you believe in the rapture I would love to run a study if you believe in the rapture I bet you believe that there's a couple things that happen. Global warming's not man-made. Huh. I bet there's a correlation between supporting Trump. <laughs> they believe that Israel is okay to, like, murder Palestine. They're okay with that. <clears throat> I bet there's a correlation with that. It's like, we bring about this shit, man, just by believing in it. Like, they're the same types of being deceived. Uh, like, they're all, like conspiracy theories I would say I mean a conspiracy not to like believe in climate change or there's probably a correlation between them and conspiracies yeah for sure there's people that don't have any faith in expertise uh, there's a lot of those right now but I think they're just, they're just taking it too far they just swing the pendulum too far like you always want to be kind of skeptical but at the same time like only so far as it goes you have to trust expertise. You can't just be spouting shit all over the place. Well, I mean, otherwise, then everybody has to reinvent the wheel on their own, and that's just stupid. I mean, 
if if time after time the experts have kind of proven themselves to you, um, there's no reason why you can't then just take their word on other things. Like, I, I don't have to go back and double-check everybody's work. I can just... Well, I could just... Whatever they're telling me to do, I could just try it on, put it in into practice, uh, uh, quote-unquote. I mean... And if it works, it works. <clears throat> You'll know if it works or doesn't work. Like, we're seeing... We're seeing the effects of climate change that, you know, scientists have told us to expect. Um, I mean, it, it, if anything, it's happening faster than yeah. than they thought it would. That's what they say, though. It, it always, like, speeds up. Right, exponentially. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, that's what they're saying. I don't know, man. We've That's another one we've forgotten about is climate change right now. <laughs> With all the shit that's going on, no one's talking about climate change. <laughs> that's right. I haven't thought about climate change in a little bit, actually. Uh, yep, exactly. <laughs> so you're feeling pretty good about things, and then you're reminded of climate change, you're like, oh, fuck. We're even more fucked than I thought. It's having... I'm having a hard time, like, just finding a, a peaceful space, like, where you can take a break from any kind of problem. Any kind. Yeah, it's hard to. it's hard to find a meditative space... A place where there's nothing, there's no sound, no new, new news updates. I mean, I say that, but like you kind of just, there is meditation. I mean, I, I do, I've experienced that when I am able to turn my brain off and just be in the moment, it is a peaceful space. I mean, a lot of the problems in the world while I care about them, they're not—they're not, they're not dire- directly affecting me in that way right now. If anything, maybe I'm like a little bit warm in the moment right now because of climate change. I, I, I mean, I'm not right now, but you know, that might happen at any particular moment. But like, other than that, I—at I, least I personally—I still have food. Uh, I still have relatively good health. But even then, like, th- this is just trusting what, you know, Buddhist masters have said, that even even if you're in physical pain, you can get to a place where, if for no other way of putting it, you're not labeling any certain sensation as bad. So you're not really, you're not suffering in that kind of way. That seems um, tough, man. Right. I mean, I, I've never, I've never been able to get that. No. To get to that place in my no. meditation, but again, this is what I mean uh, when you trust expertise. Like, even though I haven't experienced it, I trust that I'll trust that they wouldn't just report something that wasn't true. Like, yeah, there's and there seems to be a certain trajectory. I understand how that could happen, even though I haven't experienced it. Like, yeah, you can get. There's a dude, that Buddhist dude, who lit himself on fire in protest, and he mm-hmm. didn't seem phased by it at all. Everyone else pulled the fuck out. It's yeah. the Rage Against the Machine CD cover. <laughs> that Buddhist monk. Who lit himself I was like, he was the calmest dude in the whole room. He was outside. wasn't in a room. But <laughs> I could see how, like, whoa, you can face intense suffering and, and just be totally still. I just haven't experienced that. I don't know. And, I mean, that's really just what I want out of life, if I'm honest. I mean, that that seems like a very attractive place to be. And it seems... 
it gives me hope. It, it, it feels like it's attainable. Like, yeah, I'm not, you know, a Buddhist master yet, but experientially I can see the trajectory of how you could get to that place. Totally. I could see it. I would like, I mean, would I like to be in a more peaceful world that isn't dying? Yeah. And I think, you know, ultimately we'll get to a reality where that's true. At least that's what I hope. But until then, just getting to a place where you're always at peace, no matter what the circumstance, that that's like not nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. that's... That's being saved in a huge kind of way, I think. Totally. How dare you say that the Buddhists might be saved? Our Christian listeners right. are going to be so upset. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Hmm. I think I'm tapped out for the day. What do you think? Yeah. Seems like a good place to... It's been a good one. I, uh, yeah, I look forward to doing this more often. It's been weird not to podcast, but uh, hopefully we don't get sick and we keep doing this. <laughs> yes, so we made it to 50 episodes. I, this is not how I thought that this would go, but life is such that uh, go with it, man. Make the best of it always. So that's what we're doing. Exactly. How Buddhist of you. Uh you know, I was listening back to some of our older episodes as I've been going on bike rides, and you once said, "Be well, be, I'm, a, I'm an enlightened Buddhist master. <laughs> Obviously, you're joking, but I just thought that was funny. I, I did say that? Yeah, sarcastically. <laughs> you, you were like, uh, you know, so listen to me because I'm enlightened and I'm a Buddhist. And now you just contradicted yourself. So, sorry, man. There, Yeah, I, I was probably joking. No, you were. But it made me laugh because you said it. Sometimes your humor is so dry and funny that it's hard to pick up on. But then when you listen back, you're like, oh, that's hilarious. You're like, well, I'm an enlightened Buddhist master, so uh, I have a good authority that you should do this. I was like, oh. So subtle and dry, just like you, Michael. I do, I, I, I do take that as a genuine compliment because that's what I was going for. Oh yeah, being so dry that you you have to wonder if I'm joking. If you're joking, yeah, it's very British. Yeah, very very British of you. Awesome. There you go. Well, uh, cheers to everyone at home. Cheers to you, Mike. Uh, cheers, cheers to us uh, having a, another show after so long. And um, I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about in two weeks when we talk again, because the world is so crazy right now. <laughs> so thank you for listening. If you haven't yet done so, please pick up our book, The Bonfire Sessions Spring, on Amazon. It's on Kindle for 99 cents. So do that. Summer's coming out soon, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, Yeah, thanks. Talk to you later.